Imagine if each morning when you wake up, you're smiling and looking forward to your day, knowing you are happy even while you're dealing with grief and loss. The Grief and Happiness Podcasts inspires, comforts, and supports you with each new episode. I'm Emily Zerothret, welcoming you to explore with me your life of endless possibilities. Aloha. I'm so happy to have you all here with me today. And I have a very special guest, Miriam Trahan, and she's going to talk to us about the power and beauty of breathing and, and meditation. And I think that this is something that can help everybody. It doesn't have to be somebody dealing with grief and loss, but it especially, I think, can help people dealing with grief and loss. So welcome. Happy to have you here today. Aloha to you, Emily. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your program. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Yes, uh, my podcast I'm I do in Maui, and Miriam happens to live in Maui too. So I just met a new I friend do. here locally. Yeah. So <laughs> we're practically neighbors. We're in the same part of the island and everything. Yes, we're really fortunate people living on Maui. Oh yes, it's it's a it's a magical place here. It's beautiful. It really is based in in aloha, which is love and breath, which mm-hmm. fits right into what you do. That's true. Um, I've learned a lot about being present and being slowing down and being with the beauty of life by living on Maui. I've been here about fifteen years and feel enormously blessed to be a citizen of the the Aloha State. It's amazing. It it really is different, especially when you look at it through the eyes of of a local. I think a lot of times uh, tourists come and they can see that it's beautiful, but they don't get the the full thing if they don't get to participate in the the culture and knowing the people and knowing the history. That's that's really true. I've read that the Tourism Bureau is doing a little bit more to uh, educate people about the Aloha State. And, you know, we first came here, we had all, everyone's heard of Aloha, but I wasn't really sure if it was really a thing. And we discovered very quickly, we moved here from New York, we were living on Long Island, which is a very busy, uh, congested place, that people will, like, pause in their car and motion you to go ahead, just go ahead of us. It's okay. We're all going along the road together. And we were amazed at that. And to us, it was the small gesture of aloha that we are all part of the same community. We are all living on this small island together. And other things like sharing things like people borrow each other's cars. This is never something I would have done anywhere else, but where are they going to go? They're not going to get very far. That's right. <laughs> so there's a there's a sense of community and sharing that is just amazing. And I'll tell you a, a little brief story because of your podcast is about grief and loss. Uh, very recently, a person in our Ohana passed away very unexpectedly. A, a, a fairly young man died of a heart attack while paddling out on the water. Mm. And the whole community really rallied around his wife and his children to such a remarkable degree that it made me pause and realize what community means 
and how fortunate I am to be part of this ohana is what we say in, in the so Hawaiian word for family or community or a, a small cottage or home where your mother-in-law might live is also an ohana. But ohana is your family, your, your close family, your extended family. Um, you could have a work ohana or a creative ohana. And I just really was struck by how real aloha is and how lucky I am to live here in a place that really understands what it means to be supporting each other in a time of crisis and loss. It, it really is true. It, it's amazing how that works. When when uh, my husband, Ron, died, we hadn't lived here that long. And so we didn't know a lot of people. And we knew that we were going to do a service for him on the mainland because that's where we knew everybody. But we decided to do an ash scattering service here. We went out in canoes out into the water to do it. And we had this fabulous uh, man, Kimokea. I don't know if you've met him yet, but he's he's awesome who, who did uh, the whole service and it was really beautiful. But the reason I'm saying this is because I was so surprised at the people who came. Mm-hmm. They, all the people brought grocery bags, paper grocery bags that were full of flowers from their yards. And then the, the people that uh, came were people that we had dealings with in some way or another, like our, our insurance agent, his doctor, our gardeners, the housekeepers. In a bit, we knew neighbors and uh, we had some old friends from, from long before that uh, were here. But I was just amazed at, at who just showed up out of the goodness of their heart with these beautiful flowers. And when they went out in the canoes, they uh, let go of the ashes and then we put flowers out at the same time. And we had a a drone of it showing the the ashes flowing out and the uh, flowers flowing out over the ashes. It was just so beautiful. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm sort of overcome. (laughs) Yeah imagining the beauty of that scene. And I, I have seen that. I have seen that the way that people that you don't expect will come and be part of your grief as well as your joy. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's an enormously inclusive place. Weddings can be 500 people. <laughs> if you're going to have a wedding, you're going to have a big wedding because everyone comes. Oh, yes. um, and it's because, partly because of the nature of being on an island, we are very intertwined with each other and we recognize that connectivity. So I'm, I'm so pleased that your husband had such a beautiful send off and that you recognize the beauty of the community that supported him, even though you were relative newcomers to the island. Um, we've been very welcomed here uh, on Maui. It's uh, it's a very very special place. It, it really is. I, I just love it here. the The other thing that kind of amazes me is that there's a, a law of aloha. Have you heard about that? Tell me more. Uh, I had heard that there was such a thing that it was an actual law, and that. It says that in in Hawaii, whatever business you do or whatever you do is to be done in the spirit of aloha. And I thought, well, that sounds nice. I wasn't sure I 
quite got it. But then I got called for jury duty. And there on the wall in the halls of the courthouse, uh, they have framed the Aloha Law. And it's an actual law, great big words or great big letters. So everybody can read it for sure and know that that's what they expect. And it's beautiful. You can you can Google it and read what the Aloha Law is. It's, it's just beautiful. I am. I am. I'm going to Google it and I'm going to print it, put it up somewhere. And I, that's just this way that, that Hawaii has of recognizing the inherent spirit of humanity and finding a way to codify it into how we are interacting with each other. So my early example of talking about traffic and people letting me in, in my car to, all the way to showing up for a memorial service for someone you might not have known that well, but that you're going to come and bring aloha and mm-hmm. you're going to bring bags full of flowers because our yards are always full of flowers, which is also one of the other graceful things about living here. It's marvelous. Thank you for telling me about that law of aloha. I don't think I'd, I'd really understood that. So that's, that's a real gift to, to me today. Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad to do that. <laughs> it makes me happy. Uh, Well, I'd like to talk to you or have you talk to us. Um, First, can we talk about breath? I love to talk about breath. I've been a student of breath since 1996. And I had a breath teacher who had studied in India. She'd had a terrible accident. She had been studying. She had been a student since she was a young person. And sometime along the way, as an adult, she was in a car accident and her teacher came all the way from India to minister to her mm-hmm. as um, she recovered. And she describes her process of using the breath to rebuild her nervous system so that she could recover and build her body back up. It was an extraordinary experience to, for her to tell us about this. And I have not had anything quite so dramatic, but in my process of studying uh, about the breath, I have become a better friend to myself. I've discovered old patterns of emotional response that were no longer serving me that I was able to clear and cleanse out of my uh, emotional body. I worked on changing my belief patterns that no longer served me. And the kind of breath practice that I teach begins with an awareness of your breath. So while we've been talking about breath, I would venture to say that everyone is now thinking about their breath. And you might even find that your breath feels a little odd for a moment. You're like, "Mm, I think I've forgotten how to breathe. And it's a very funny feeling. Um, That's because our breath is designed to go on automatically, no matter what we're doing, sleeping, driving our car, uh, thinking about breathing, doesn't matter, you're still going to breathe. So that is uh, step one, is just to maybe just close your eyes for a minute and notice how you're breathing and notice where in your body is the breath. And are your, maybe place your hands on your abdomen and see if your abdomen is moving while you breathe or maybe on your heart and notice if your chest is moving or your ribs moving as you breathe. Sometimes when we've had a shock or a great loss, our breath can become frozen in the body and restricted or constricted. 
And if that happened to us when we were fairly young, we could go through our whole life of becoming an adult and not realizing that we're not breathing very well. So part of the practice in the beginning is to just notice your breath. And it's nice to do laying down because when you're sitting upright, you're using your postural muscles to also move your your breathing cavity. Your lungs are moving inside your chest, inside your rib cage, and you're also holding your body up at the same time. So if you lay down and do this breath awareness practice, um, it's a little easier to get in touch with how you're breathing. And so as you notice how you're breathing, you might find that your body goes, and there's this long letting go of the breath. And that's really delicious. That's a wonderful place to get to. It's just that releasing. Because when people think about breathing practice, often the first thing they think of is, I need to learn to take a big breath, a big full breath. And it's impossible to take in a breath if you've not first emptied of the breath. So the first practice that I teach people is how to let go, how to release, how to be very comfortable with letting go of all of the breath, breathing out, breathing out, breathing out, even just like squeezing some of the breath out so that you get a really nice empty space. And then you pause and then you wait and let the breath come back in on its own. And if you can do that for a few breaths, a nice long exhaling breath, mouth open or closed. And then when you're ready, let the breath arise on its own and use that as an exploration for a few minutes and see how you feel. Or is that bringing up any emotions? Do you feel a little scared at letting out that breath and pausing for a moment in that empty space? Are you rushing to infill the breath? Is it hard to let go? <gasps> Maybe you have trouble letting go of things. This is all this wonderful information in the breath, just from being with your own personal breath. You're the only one in there, just recognizing it. Exhaling, pausing, allowing the breath to come back in, and then just notice. Notice how you feel. So that's a wonderful beginner's breath practice. Oh, I was kind of doing it along with you. It it feels so good. (laughs) It really does. And as you practice it, if you have an emotional response, it's really important information for you. And I encourage people when they have that emotional response to just be with it and let it be what it is. If it's anger. When I first learned to do breath practice, the teacher that I was working with taught us a very precise and um, sort of higher level breath practices. And one of them was to find anger and do this sound that released anger from the body. And I realized that I didn't have a lot of experience with anger. I had it all bottled up. And so once I learned that particular practice, I was angry for like a couple of weeks. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I am really mad about a lot of things here. (laughs) But I wasn't familiar with anger. I had cheerful and I had some misguided ideas about love and I had exhaustion and fatigue, but I didn't have a lot of good ideas about how, what my emotions really felt like. 
And by using these really simple tools of being in touch with my breath, I began to realize that not only did I not have, I had a cognitive understanding of my emotions, but I didn't feel them very well in my body. So through breathing and being aware of my breath, I began to feel my emotions and release some of this old emotional baggage I was carrying. And I began to be more comfortable with that and understanding that maybe some of my ideas were about emotions were incorrect, that that was not really the emotion I was feeling, but I'd labeled it something that seemed better. You know, instead of being angry, I was frustrated or just, oh, that'll pass. I wasn't even looking at it. It was like, no, 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 no anger for me. Thank you very much. Not going to have any of that. So, you know, this is um, a journey into yourself, learning to become friends with yourself and discovering where you're holding on to things, what's hard to do emotionally. And your breath can tell you all of that. That's that's just so important. And I know this might sound a little strange, but when when you were talking about that, talking about anger, I know how many people hold anger that has to do with things related to grief. And they also have this thing of trying to be good. I know I was always brought up as a good girl. And if if you're doing your grief in a good way, then you're not going to have anybody looking at you and thinking, well, she's angry about that. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and that's that was really sort of, that is why I mentioned it, because I know that in the process of grieving that um, anger can be a big part of loss, that this is something that has happened that doesn't seem fair, it doesn't seem right. And even if there's not a mental component there is that strong feeling. And if we, and I, I too was brought up to be a good girl, you know, and that was why I didn't have any experience with anger. Uh, my dad was kind of an angry guy and there was a lot of that already floating around in my household. So my job was to be really good. And so when I began to do a breath practice that brought me into an awareness of my own feeling body, And this strong awareness that I had a lot of unresolved anger. And the really great thing here, I'll say this about breath practice really quick, because it didn't stay. The anger passed because I was using my breath to recognize how I truly felt. I could feel it and it could leave. And then I could stop feeling angry. I could also stop feeling confused. I could stop putting my anger on inappropriate things like a relationship I might be having. So I became current in my emotional body. And a lot of those feelings came. They went out with my breath. They cleared. And then I suddenly had this clarity like, wow, I don't know that I'd ever felt that before. And that was from having a dedicated breath practice that I did every single day for a long time. Um, But I think that even doing breath awareness practices, not dedicating yourself to a pranayama practice, which was more a more advanced practice that I did. And and I teach a lot of that in my podcast, Miriam's Meditations, because I really wanted to share about breath practice. Um, And it is kind of a cumulative practice. So if you've never done any breath practice and you should happen to tune into my podcast for some support, I recommend you start at the beginning. I have three seasons. There's about 60 episodes. They're about 40 minutes 
long, 40 or 45 minutes. Some of it is talking about breath and awareness and emotional recovery. Uh, some of it is actually doing some of these breath awareness practices. And then there is a short meditation. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with breath practice, let yourself be a beginner and start at the beginning <laughs> because then you will learn the fundamentals. It'll be more attuned to what you're ready for. And then as you work your way through the practice to some of the more advanced practices, you'll be ready for that. Your emotional body will be clearer and more current. Your mental body will be more peaceful and alert, and you'll be ready for uh, the more advanced practices that are taught a little later. That just sounds so wonderful. I know um, I do a lot of social media in relation to my book and my podcast and my grief and happiness alliance and all the things that I do. And I'm frequently post something that is about breath or reminding them to breathe. And those are some of the most popular posts that I have out of everything that I do. And it's, it's like everybody can relate to it in a, a kind of a non-threatening way because everybody breathes. We can be safe doing it. Nobody's going to judge us or criticize us for breathing, you know, it's, it's right. a, a, a beautiful, healthy thing to do and paying attention to it makes all the difference in, in the world. So I, I just, I just found that fascinating that, that anything that I post that has to do with breath or breathing, people get excited about. That's wonderful. I'm really glad to hear that. I think there is a, a readiness for this kind mm -hmm. of practice that people have done some self-help things over the years that the self-help movement has been a thing since like maybe the seventies or the eighties that people have begun to understand that we can improve our well-being by paying a little attention to ourselves. And that while some people might say it's selfish, it's, it's a kind of good selfishness to take good care of your self-care, not selfish, but self-care and uh, breathing practice can be an important part of that. And I also like to talk about abundance in relationship to breath, because there is a lot of confusion around abundance. And especially right now, there's a lot of chaos around earning power and potential and the cost of things. And, and there's this sense that there's not quite enough of anything. And for a lot of us, especially us people who've been taught to be good, that there's a sense that you're never good enough, that you're not enough. I'm not enough. And so when you get in touch with your breath and have even just a very basic breath awareness practice, you get this sense that there really is enough. There is not a shortage of air. There is air all around us. The earth has plenty of air. Some of it may be somewhat lesser quality, and you might want to invest in having some air purification in your home so that you do have an abundance of pure, clean air. But generally speaking, air is an abundant element. And so when you sit with this abundance and you draw it into you, and it's not just the air. In the pranayama tradition that I was taught, we talk about prana, which is life vitality. It also goes by the name of chi or ki, and it is just essential vitality. And so when you are making space in your body for more breath, you are also making more space for life. You are making more space for vitality. And you get a sense as you breathe in this abundant air, that there is an abundant quality of life vitality that comes in along with it. And it's, it's free. 
It's yours. You have a right to it. It's your birthright to have this abundance. It's a birthright to be abundant and to have a feeling of enoughness. Without any improvements, I am enough. I am enough sitting here in my grief. I am enough with my anger or my upset. I am enough just bringing my awareness to myself today. And that was a big, that was a big piece of work for me because I had been grown, grown up with the sense of being a good person, being a good daughter, um, that no matter what I did, it was never really enough. And I really had to untangle that piece for myself. And I did it with my breath. I did it with this breath practice of being aware of this inherent abundance of reality, this inherent abundance of the universe, that there is enough for me and I am enough. So that can come through this breath awareness and the loosening up in the body, making room for more breath. So I encourage you to think those thoughts, clear your mental body as you are doing this beautiful breath practice that there is enough for you, there is abundance for you, and that you are enough simply just as you are. You're a beautiful being. You are full of light and wisdom and enoughness. I love that word, enoughness. I do too. <laughs> it sounds really good. It sounds so, good. Yeah, and people are always thinking, if only I had this or if only I had that. And if you can step back and look at what you do have, and how beautiful something like breath is, that's pretty amazing. And and as you do that, more comes. Mm -hmm. you're, making, you're making a little bit of space and holding out your empty cup that you have emptied of the breath. And you're saying to yourself, I'm ready for whatever is next for me. Whatever I need, I know will flow towards me. And I'm putting myself in a stance of readiness. I'm allowing it to flow to me. I'm accepting that there is enough. I'm accepting that there is abundance. I am accepting that if I empty my cup and just wait in abundance, consciousness, even if it's a very small bit in the beginning, that you set up a momentum for it to come to you. And little by little, that flow, you know, how when you're in the flow and things are going really good and you're like, oh yeah, this happened. And then that happened. And this person just showed up out of nowhere and, oh, it felt really great. That was, oh, I really loved being in that flow. That's what I'm talking about. And when you have that moment, remember it, make a mental imprint of it. So you can call it to mind later when things feel a little clunky so that you are creating a template of abundance for yourself. So these are all things that you can do simply by sitting and breathing. Follow You can follow my meditation and breath practice. Wonderful. I'd love to have you as a participant. There are a lot of, there are a few breath podcasts uh, out there, not, not podcasts, but uh, apps that you can listen to. There's meditation apps that are out there that are wonderful. Start wherever you are, whatever resources pop in your direction. It's all a great place to start. That's wonderful. I, oh, I love this conversation. And I can just see, uh, I can see a lot of smiling faces with people who listen to it and do some breathing along the way and realize how good it feels and how it can enhance their life to pay attention to it. So I have, I have a few resources on my website. Oh, great. It's, it's miriamsmeditations.com. And my name is M-I-R-I-A-M, 
sbsmeditations.com. And so there is uh, breathing. There's a tab that says breathing. And under that, there are some breaths that are written out for you and a few simple breath practices that you can do. And then on my blog, there's also some information. This is just my thinking about this, some, in, some info about my journey so that if you want a place to start, you can start on my website and just look at that pull down tab about breath. And there are some uh, links there as well that you can follow to other resources that might be interesting to you. Give you a good place to start. That's great. And, and we'll have in our show notes for this uh, episode, the links to what Miriam's talking about. So it'll be real easy for you to get them just as soon as you finish listening, you can start pushing buttons and <laughs> go explore and, and enjoy. This is this is quite wonderful, actually. Yeah, this is wonderful. I am so grateful to have this opportunity to speak to your listeners and to tell them a little bit about um, how breath can integrate with all the other practices that I know that they're doing in their process. And we're all in process. Everyone is recovering from something. Mm -hmm. And we are all... As I guess, I think Ram Das was the one who said, we're all just walking each other each home. Each other home, yeah. So we're holding hands and we're in the spirit of Aloha and Ohana and we're all in it together. And as we hold each other gently in that space, I think it makes for a more compassionate world. So even just this conversation today that we are having is added compassion and light to the world. And you in your recovery and your in your journey through whatever you're walking through, you are also adding beauty and compassion to the world. And that is a unique and powerful con contribution. And every single person's contribution matters. Everyone's experience matters. And that's something I've learned through my meditation practice is as I have deepened my awareness of these subtle energies and prana and life vitality and consciousness, expanding my consciousness, that my experience of these spaces matters. As I have these beautiful experiences and then I come back into the room and I walk out into the world and I go about my day, I am bringing these deep and powerful experiences with me. My energetic field goes with me everywhere, just like yours does. And as you, as you walk through these powerful experiences, you have something that you are offering to the world and it's really important. And I really encourage you to recognize your value, uh, the value of this journey that you are on because it's so important, so important to somebody you're gonna meet today is going to get some, even if it's just your presence, you don't have to do anything. You just be who you are on your journey and you make a difference. Mm. It's so wonderful to recognize that we all do make a difference. Isn't it? <sighs> <laughs> wow. What was it's that so, nice? It's so satisfying, isn't yeah. it? You know, as you talk about these things and we encourage each other, you know, we encourage each other. We look in each other's eyes and say, I see you. I recognize you. I see the pain you've been through, but I see the work that you have done. I see the beauty that you are. I see the abundant presence that you bring to your day. And even when you're struggling, we all have had those moments of struggle and being real with each other about that struggle. That is so nourishing to see another person be willing to be honest about who they truly are. 
that's a powerful and precious gift. So it truly is. It truly is. So I applaud you, Emily, and your work of walking with people through these moments of grief and loss and, and whatever comes out of that and being their companion, being everyone's companion on that journey. That's powerful, beautiful work. So I, I have gratitude to you for that. Oh, thank you very much. It's, uh, I, you know, after Ron died, I really was searching for what I was supposed to be doing. And I'm so glad that I found that all this that I'm, I'm doing now between the podcast and my blog, my book, uh, the Grief and Happiness Alliance, all these things that I'm doing, it's my purpose now. And I love it. I love uh, honoring it and helping people along the way. It feels really good to, to see the thing that was really bothering me is it seemed like everybody that I was talking to that was grieving was so incredibly sad that they couldn't find a way to rise themselves up. Mm-hmm. And I thought there's got to be a way to put some happiness into this equation. And so that's that's how I focus on everything I do is, is to lift people up and, and see that life is still beautiful no matter what the other circumstances are. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that message. That is really, really lovely. Oh, well, that's purpose is one of the things that breath will lead you to. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're looking for what your purpose might be, sitting with your breath and breathing and coming to your own core awareness, your purpose is there. You have a purpose. That's yeah. for sure. Everybody does. You might not does. think about it or recognize it, but boy, when you find it, it it's life-changing. It is. It lights up your life. And so sharing about breath and meditation is my purpose. And um, I learned all of this along my path from a very clunky, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, to, oh, okay, I, I'm kind of getting it now. And oh, yeah, I think I'm I'm making some progress. And being able to share what I've learned with others. Um, and there does seem to be a lot of interest in breath these days. So I'm really excited about that um, because I, I do have it as a practice. I've been doing it for a long time. And, um, and so there's, I, there's a contact me um, email on my website. So if you want to ask a question about breath, feel free to write to me. I'll answer you. Oh, that's exciting. What a gift you're giving to all these people that listen. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This was just very special. And I can't wait for people to hear all this and and know that they can act on it and really make a difference in their own lives. So it's very exciting. Thank you so much for having me with your listeners today. This was really a nice conversation. And I'm so glad that we've made a connection. So I'll, yes. see, you, I'll see you around Maui. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get together now. <laughs> okay, have a cup of tea. Sounds good to me. Okay. Okay. O- and aloha. Uh, uh, yes. Aloha to everyone. Who's and listening. mahalo for being with us. Oh, yes. Mahalo is thank you in Hawaiian. So mahalo to all of our listeners and I'll see you next week. Do you want more comfort, support, and happiness? Join the Grief and Happiness Alliance. Visit my website at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com and read my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, and binge on all our episodes on grief and happiness. I can't wait to welcome you back to another episode.